Welcome to the Bitter Grace Podcast. This is the Path to Conscious Living. This is your host, Anne-Marie Johnson. And in this very first episode, I'm going to bring you into my journey. We're going to unpack and explore the value of clothing, why being deliberate with what we wear matters, and at the end of the day, is it really just about the clothes? I truly believe this topic deserves more attention, especially for those of us who grew up in environments where self-expression was almost non-existent, the freedom to be who you are, the freedom to explore your sense of style, were neither encouraged nor allowed. And if you can resonate with this, I stand by you because I too experienced this at one point in my life. And for half of my life, I've struggled to effectively express who I am and who I am and who I wanted to be. And all these things were certainly not within my conscious awareness at the time of my life. But during those years, I was using clothing as a way to feel seen, to feel I belonged, to feel validated, to feel accepted. It was this band-aid that I was leveraging temporarily to make me feel the emotions I wanted to feel, but certainly was not sustainable. It was an armor, a shield that I was using to mask and hide the insecurities. It was this antidote that I was leveraging unconsciously to fill the void and the emptiness I felt within. I truly believe there are two ways that people use clothing today. One, as a tool that enables them to embody the person they aspire to be, or as a mask to hide the insecurities, a poor self-image, a lack of confidence, feelings of unworthiness. And for me, it was certainly the latter. And I'm a true believer that we are a product of our own environments. And my personal relationship with clothing, when it became to be a negative relationship or a negative connotation, started in my early adolescent years when I was raised in an environment where self-expression was certainly not accepted. There was a lot of shame around self-expression, in some ways punishment around it for expressing my thoughts, my ideas, for expressing who I wanted to be through clothing. And so I learned at a young age that self-expression was a bad thing, that it equaled disharmony in the home. So I learned to give my power away unconsciously because it was a way to feel safe, to keep the peace, because I didn't want to have to deal with the repercussions if I spoke up, you know, for myself. And so I learned that at an early age, which led me to abandoning a part of myself and developing this disease for validation that unfolded in numerous ways, some painful, some unfortunate and disappointing, of course, for the next 20 plus years of my life. And I realized that our adolescent years, those formative parts of our lives, truly shapes our adulthood. When you grow up in a critical home, you not only have zero boundaries, because they were never honored, 
but you have no sense of self. And when you have no sense of self, you are incapable of advocating for your needs, for asking for support. You are incapable of trusting yourself and making your own decisions and being able to feel confident in your abilities, creating healthier boundaries. So all these things that tie to self have a ripple effect that causes this domino effect in all areas of our life. And so this has been so profound, empowering and healing at the same time for me to come to this place of awareness, grace, and deep gratitude for being able to talk about it objectively. Because just a few years ago, I none of this was even in my conscious awareness. And I certainly was not comfortable even speaking or sharing about this even a year ago. And so this moment of being able to share my story and to be able to share this publicly has been part of this evolution, this transformation that I have been under undergoing, and this ability to be able to see things objectively, to no longer be defined by the memories of the past. This path to conscious living started a few years ago for me, shortly after I started Bitter Grace, which is the business that I have today, a business that's always been beyond clothes, although at the time I couldn't articulate it, but now I can. And it's just such an interesting synchronicity that at the time didn't make sense, but makes total sense today in my life and what I do for a living. This path to conscious living has really been healing, liberating. I've been able to confront memories and experiences that I once suppressed because it was easier to suppress. It was more painful to be able to deal with it. So in many ways, I was just living life unconsciously and no wonder why I was creating the same experiences that I didn't want which really what led me to this growth journey, this commitment to investing in my self-development and to understanding my psyche and to understanding who I am and my thought patterning and my behavioral patterns. I realized during the earlier part of this journey was this realization that I didn't have a very good self-image. And this was really profound and powerful, this knowledge, because it really was the catalyst that kept me going. Why self-image is so important? It's because this internal blueprint that's stored in our subconscious, it is a set of beliefs about who we think we are, what we think we deserve, what we think we are capable of being and having. And these set of beliefs is the one that controls every single action, every thought, every emotion, every action that we take, because 95% of our actions are subconscious, are on autopilot. And that is the danger about things that are not brought up to your conscious awareness, because if you're not conscious about it, you can't change that about you. And change begins with us. And in order to truly change and transform your life, you have to have self-awareness and you have to bring things up to your conscious awareness in order to make that change. So this, this truth and accepting this fact was really profound 
because it motivated me to want to change even more, that I didn't want to keep repeating the same cyclical things and the cyclical behaviors and creating the same experiences that didn't align with this future life that I wanted to create for myself. And I was unearthing limitations and beliefs that were outdated, that no longer served my higher purpose throughout this journey and still ongoing, by the way, because this work is infinite. It's always evolving through this journey of life we're in. This is always going to be something that you're going to keep expanding as you learn more about yourself. That's the beauty about this journey is that when you start to understand your own limitations and you start challenging them and you start getting curious about what other things are unconscious that I want to know about so I can change them. That's really when you begin to be a co-creator of your own life. You begin to take accountability for your own experiences. You begin to live from the inside out. When you begin to start challenging those beliefs or those limitations, you begin to start witnessing those inner dialogue, the narrative, the stories that you've been telling yourself. And you start to shift and reframe them and rewrite them. And that's in accordance with the vision of your life. When you start doing this work continuously, you start to improve your self-image. And when you start to rewrite a new self-image script for yourself, either in your mind or through writing it out regularly, you start to become a different person. You start to shift your perception about yourself, about how you see the world. When you begin to shift your perception about who you are and how you view and see life, you begin to live life differently. You begin to make different choices. When you begin to think different thoughts, you ignite and invoke new emotions, which then lead you to making different decisions and different choices, which creates new experiences and profoundly impacts the quality of your day-to-day life. And I'm a believer that whatever we focus on gets magnified and grows. So when we focus on not the past, but the things we want and the vision of the life that we want to create for ourselves, we truly step into this place of stepping into this authentic power. And that was what was happening for me as I was going through this journey of strengthening my self-awareness to shifting my perception to elevating my self-image. I was down this journey of self-remembrance. It was enabling me to remember who I truly am, my true nature, which allowed me to reclaim a part of myself that I had neglected for many years, a part of myself that is limitless, that is unapologetic, that is inquisitive, curious, playful, joyful, abundant. When I reclaimed her, I was also able to reclaim my agency, my voice, which allowed me to step into this place of authenticity. And I now fully understand the phrase, 
I am the captain of my soul, the master of my fate, by William Ernest Henley. And it's this realization that we are true captains of our lives, that we have the power to steer our own ship if we choose to. You know, change begins with us. And so we're really just one decision away from taking that leap of faith to committing to ourselves, to choosing ourselves to create change for ourselves and for our own lives. This journey of remembering who I truly am and reconnecting with my authentic self, it has allowed me to see and live life differently, shift my perception about who I am, but most importantly, it's allowed me to embody this journey to embodiment about this person that I am meant to become. So embodiment is about integrating parts of who we are in a holistic way. It's integrating this internal and this external part of who we are and blending it cohesively through the inner work that we have to continuously do and through the clothing that we deliberately choose that allows us to feel connected with those traits and characteristics of the highest, best version of who we are. And when we can integrate that, those parts of ourselves, and be intentional and be deliberate about how we are showing up. It's about embodying that part of us that we are meant to become as much as possible in the now. And when we can do that, we ascend into the state of being, this vibrational frequency that energetically allows us to attract the people, the opportunities, the events to us that are in harmony with our intentions, our goals, our dreams. And that is when we become a true manifester, a true co-creator of our own life. And that's really when magic starts to unfold. The way I can explain this that's an analogy or makes sense, it's like going through a storm. Think of going through a storm and it's something that is scary, it's dark, it's uncertain, you don't know how long it's going to be, how long it's going to take. This is very much the process of unfolding, the process of our evolution that continues for as long as we get to live on earth. When we go through the storm, there's something so beautiful on the other side when we get to the other side of the storm. But the only way to get there is by going through it. And the only way to personal growth is by going through the process. And on the other side of the storm is this sense of freedom, abundance, congruency, connecting with who we are authentically. It's about experiencing that in the moment that truly separates us. It's really what the game of life is and it's what separates one person from another in this world is their level of awareness and their level of commitment to creating the life that they love. So it's all about how badly do you want it for yourself. This is why Bitter Grace today means so much to me because at the time when I started the business, it was before I started my growth journey. And now with my newfound awareness, it's really become the symbol of hope and resilience, shifting my once painful memories into opportunities for growth in service of others. Bitter Grace has been and continues to be such a powerful reminder to always choose myself, to consciously choose clothing that it's in harmony with the image of the person I aspire to be. And by the way, this image 
of who we aspire to be gets stronger and clearer as we do the work. I strongly encourage visualization and practicing that daily because it's a powerful instrumental tool that gives you clarity. Today, it's really this second nature where I choose clothing that not only makes me feel good, that helps me connect with who I am authentically. I dress for me and not for anyone else. And I can truly say that from the bottom of my heart. When we can truly experience a part of us that's authentic, a part of us that allows us to flow through life easily and with more fluidity, it's really when magic unfolds, when synchronicities happen for us. And I truly want people to be able to experience this for themselves. And this is my personal mission is to awaken people to their true nature and to guide them toward this path to embodiment. Because there is something so beautiful on the other side of fear, on the other side of our shame, our resentment, our guilt. And that is connecting with who we are authentically. That is our sense of agency, our personal power that is being able to achieve and at least embody what it feels like to have self-congruency. I truly believe that no matter who we are, our backgrounds, our experiences, and even our achievements and our accolades, we each have this innate desire for congruency. And self-congruency, by definition, means harmony of one's essential being. It's about harmonizing all parts of who we are that have shaped who we are today, good and bad, because you have to have both the good and bad to be able to have the wisdom and the depth to leverage those experiences, again, in service for others. With self-congruency comes inner peace. And when we feel at home within, we let go of our own expectations, other people's expectations of who we should be in this world. And instead, we begin to see and live life for ourselves and not for anyone else. And so I hope this episode was helpful to you. And if there's anyone out there in your life today that could benefit from this message, please feel free to share this episode or download this episode or subscribe. We plan to put out an episode every week. As we wrap up this first episode, I wanted to leave you with three questions that I'd love for you to reflect on. So the first question is, have you been expressing who you are authentically? If not, why? And what is holding you back? Do you feel yourself dressing to blend in or in fear of judgment from others? If so, where is that, that root, that root of fear of judgment? Where is that coming from? Start unpacking and challenging those beliefs. And lastly, do you find yourself dressing in a way that's incongruent with the image of the person you want to be? And if so, remember you get to change that. And I'm a true believer that if you can commit to one habit, one practice every single day, just one, I promise you it's going to yield beautiful and profound results beyond your dreams. Sending you 
much love, many blessings. Until next time, bye for now.